never be more loved than I am right now. Wasn't holding you up, so there's nothing I can do to let you down. Doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Going through a storm, but I won't go down. I hear your voice carried in the rhythm of the wind to call me out. You would cross an ocean so I wouldn't drown. You've never been closer than you are right now. You are Jaira. See so clear what it's all about. So stay by my side when the sun goes down. Don't want to forget how I feel right now. Jaira, you are enough. Good morning. Great to have you on the Sunday day, and I'm going to put them on the spot. Gyra. What is gyra? You're all pointing to Debbie. Debbie. <laughs> Provider. God Provider. will provide. Uh, and in the Old Testament, there's a story of Abraham and Isaac, and Isaac doesn't know where they're going. It's a good thing because they're going up on the mountain talk for the whole sacrifice thing. And uh, Isaac asks the question. Uh, Dad, where's the, where's the ram for the sacrifice? And, and Abraham says, Jireh, God will, God will provide. It's a horrible story, but it's a good word. God will provide. <laughs> Someday I'll do a sermon on that. There's a positive spin that you could put on that. Welcome. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm the, uh, one of the warm heart pastors here at the church, uh, along with Pastor Jen and, uh, and a few other ministry specialists that we have. 
uh, we are blessed to have you with us. Sign in. Let us know you're here. Every, pro, every pew, every row has a sign-in book. We appreciate you letting us know of your presence. If you're joining us online, hello and welcome to you. We got quite the presence uh, watching us today. I know we got people in Oregon, New Jersey, uh, throughout the Midwest. Uh, I know of uh, one family in Missouri. Uh, good to have you here visiting today. Uh, check out the back of the bulletin. See if there's anything of interest to you and yours. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on in the life of the church. This is just a, a sampling. Uh, we do have two services. If you are uh, a new guest with us, thank you for being here. We have a 9.30 and 11.15. Uh, the, the first one's kind of the big full service with traditional music. This is the fun one, so uh, we're glad that you're here for this one. Uh, join us for our upcoming ladies' study. Pastor Jen is leading this. Uh, Becoming a Woman Who Loves by Cynthia Heald. 11-week study begins Monday evenings, March 13th, 6.30 on June, uh, Zoom. Ask Pastor Jen for that. She has another thing that she wants me to announce, and uh, we'll see if you can answer. Do you like food? Yes. Do you like friends? Yes. Oh, boy, you're going to like this next bunch. Uh, there's going to be a lunch bunch small group. They're trying something new, something like once a month after, after services. Uh, just go out and have lunch together as a church family. Uh, next month, they will be invading the Smoky Mountain Pizza in Meridian. Uh, meet at the restaurant at 1245. If you want to go, let Pastor Jen or the office know. That way we can make space. You've got a month to think about it. Uh, we'll bring this up. But just to remind us that uh, food and fellowship go hand in hand with, with, our, with our family of faith. So does mission and caring for other people. Nicole, our youth minister, will be sharing something that's going on this summer. teenagers to Loveland, Colorado for a mission trip. Uh, I got two of them in here, so boys wave. Yeah, yeah, these guys are going with me. Another one's up there in the balcony, and then, you know, there's like 10 others somewhere. Um, But we are going on our mission trip to Loveland, Colorado, and we are asking for your help in getting there. Um, We we have 1,550 miles round trip to cover, and it costs about $1.50 per mile. And um, as of this morning, we had only 855 of those miles covered. So uh, if you're familiar with this, the new Spider-Man franchise, you'll understand that we have youth missions, no way home, unless you sponsor us. <laughs> so if we don't sponsor, our kids stay in Colorado. No, I don't know. I'm going to make him walk back. I don't know. <laughs> I, I heard he got a little too excited about that idea. But if you could please, if you could consider helping us to sponsor a mile or more, um, we are just so grateful for your support in all the things we do as a group. Um, maybe you saw the slide of some pictures from our retreat last weekend. We had a retreat in McCall, and it was wonderful. Um, if you do donate, we'd love to give you one of our little tokens um, as a reminder to pray for us. Um, if you like fidgets, too, they work pretty good for fidgets. I've just been fidgeting with mine for the last 15 minutes here. Um, and thank you for all of your support of our youth, both in our mission trip and in everything we do around town. Thanks, Nicole. And thinking of missions, uh, I heard this story, and, and uh, I'm just, just going to pick her on her for a minute. I picked on her at the first service, so she stuck around to get picked on for the second service. But uh, Rebecca Spencer, Stan, can you Rebecca Stan? Rebecca goes to our first service. She's up there in the choir and all that. But uh, retired and just, wh- what do I want to do? Uh, we're about the one-year anniversary of the war in Ukraine, and she just got tired of watching the news and not doing anything about it. In a few weeks, she'll be traveling off to Warsaw, Poland to work in a refugee camp and an orphanage for all the refugees coming in from, from across the border. Uh, and I just kind of wanted to share a little bit of, of what she was doing and uh, just, just offer up our prayers. And if you want to talk to her about it, a uh, little bit of love, a little bit of support, a little bit of something for the orphanage. Uh, talk to Rebecca. Can you just, just kind of send her your, your best wishes as she goes? Spreading that warm heart love. Let's take a moment. Let's greet those around us in that warm heart spirit and then come back for the opening songs. Mm-hmm. 
Shake a bow, hallelujah, you have to 
every chain, oh God. You have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awaken alive. Oh Jesus, our Savior, name lifted high, oh God. You have done great things. You have done great things. Oh God, you Scout cookies today. Appreciate that. Awesome. So I remember I was in a meeting like 10, 12 years ago. Sometimes we go to meetings. Do you all love meetings? No. Uh, sometimes meetings can, are, are, are fun. Sometimes they're boring. Sometimes things actually get done. And then sometimes people argue at meetings. Uh, that can happen. It's not just kids that sometimes get mad, but sometimes adults get mad. And I remember being in this meeting about 10 years ago, 12 years ago, and, and someone wasn't happy with something that was going on in the church. 98% of the people loved the change that we were making, but one or two people were really upset and were really vocal. And so I'm sitting in this meeting, and they are just, they're, they're, they're almost yelling. And I was just starting to feel less and less like, uh, like, I just felt I was this big. Like, I'm the worst pastor ever. I'm the worst guy ever. No one loves me. Nobody cares. I know you'd never think that. I know you'd never think that. But I was just having one of those days. And as I was sitting there, I had a dress shirt on. I had my tie. But underneath my dress shirt, I was wearing a T-shirt. I was wearing this T-shirt Believe it, I still have it. What's on that T-shirt? It's a pickle. It's a pickle shirt. Underneath my shirt, I had a pickle shirt with sunglasses. Guess who gave this to me? My kids. And so as I was sitting there, like it hardly ever happens, but that, that one meeting, there was just kind of a berating. And I was just sitting there just thinking, oh, I'm nobody. Nobody cares. And I scratched like. I have my pickle shirt on. And at that moment, you know what I thought? Somebody loves me. Somebody out there cares about me. And it just made, made my day. So much so that I, I remember a meeting 12 years later. So that's, that's kind of unique. Uh, but someone loves me, and all I could do was smile. They're like, why are you smiling? I'm like, because someone loves me. It might not be you right now, but someone else loves me. <laughs> I don't know if you have good days. I don't know if you have bad days. But I want you to know this. If you ever have those bad days and you think that no one cares, I want you to know that someone loves you. God loves you. Jesus loves you. And I'll tell you something. All these people out here, I think they love you too. And if you're joining us online, we love you too. Congregation, can you say, we love you? you. And that's pretty cool. Let's be a people of prayer. God above, we ask that, that you continue to love and bless these little ones here and online, that as they grow in strength and as they grow in age, that they may be blessed with the knowledge that you walk beside them, that they don't walk through this life alone, but with the love of this congregation. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for coming down. Good morning, church. I am Pastor Jen. This morning, I'd like us to gather together in an attitude of prayer. If you have any prayer requests or concerns that you'd like to share with your neighbors, this is the time of our service where we share them aloud. If you're more comfortable to keep them closer to your heart, 
Just be assured that God knows. And then I will lead us in our pastoral prayer, which then we will go into the Lord's Prayer, and the words will be on the screen. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, you are our rock and our salvation. You bring calm to the storms of life. And you bring order from chaos. Teach us, Lord, to live into your unforced rhythms of grace. May we learn to walk humbly with one another in your light. Lord, create in us a gentle spirit, so where there is conflict, we may bring peace and resolve. And where there is division, we may help to mend relationships and build community. Help us, Lord, to, to see one another as you see us, so that, we, so that we may care for one another as a loving family. For we are your people, Lord, and in you we rest. Empower us to be an example of your love and your grace. And today, Lord, as we come to you as your people, we pray as Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As Abel, let's stand and sing together, Rock of Ages. Draw. 
Our scripture readings this morning come from three different books in the Bible. The first is from 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. Anyone who does not provide for their relatives, and especially for their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Proverbs 23, verse 22. Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she is old. John 19, verses 25 through 27. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Thank you, Brenda. So a while back, one of our kids had a music concert at the school. We could easily see her on the risers, but she couldn't find us. And in the crowded, crowded place, we noticed when her eyes finally hit us and her face went like beamed, and she kind of gave a little, like, she couldn't go like this, but she was like, oh, I see you on, oh, waved a little. Um, someone out there loves me. It's always nice when someone in the audience is rooting for you. Because I, I don't know about you, did you ever play sports and you're, you're like, you're up at bat, did you, anything like that, and mom and dad would, would, would yell affirmations at you? Uh, my mom did, and uh, bless her heart, she doesn't watch the service so I could talk about her. Uh, uh, but she would use nicknames that, that I had ever since I was like two, which was really embarrassing. But it was also nice to know, like, yeah, someone's, someone, someone's rooting for me. Not all attention is from friends, though. I also remember being in the outfield, having a few hecklers along along the line, the, the foul line, you know, all the way all the way up. Small town kind of stuff. But the they row of guys out there just just yelling out abuse. Loud enough for us to hear, but not loud enough for the yumps or the people in the stands to hear, if that makes sense. Uh, I remember this one game, like just wow, all game long, I'm in center field and uh, we're we're catching it from this guy uh on, a, on, the, on, the, on the right side, on the, on the right side line. And uh, Brian, our right fielder, was just catching it big time. And I, I remember one, one statement uh, that the guy yelled, uh, and I can't say the whole thing here because it includes some vulgarities, but if you were my kid, I'd kick you out of the house. And the only thing Brian knew to say was, if I was your kid, I'd run away. <laughs> Some attention from the crowd could be affirming. Some could be nasty. In the season of Lent, we are looking at some of Jesus' last words on the cross. I know it's not fair to leave him hanging for the next six weeks like this, uh, but some may say that Jesus preached in his last seven sayings some of the most powerful ideas uh, that he had in his ministry. And that's where we are today, some of the compassion that he shared concentrating on the needs of his mother and his best friend. Here is your son. Here is your mother. Take care of one another after I am gone. It amazes me that while Jesus was in the midst of, uh, of, of such enormous pain, he could still think of the need and the pain of others. And that's kind of how it is, right? Our personality stays with us throughout life. Jesus was enormously compassionate during his ministry, and in his last moments, we still find him being enormously compassionate. So here's the setting. Uh, the setting was Golgotha, the place of the skull. Golgotha was, the base of a, as, was at the base of a 60-foot vertical cliff of dark mud 
and clay. There's an old-timey picture of it. They carved out uh, two holes there, kind of looked like eyes and a mouth, place of the skull. And some say the crucifixion took place up, up on top. Not a, not a happy, fun place to go visit. So who was there? Well, certainly the Roman soldiers were there. They're the ones who pulled this off. The, uh, the religious leaders who wanted to see this done. Uh, the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the, uh, everyone, all, all his enemies were there. And the crowd of gawkers. And two thieves were on a cross next to him. All these folk were the hecklers out in right field. Throwing insults for no other reason except to hurt and humiliate but he did have friendly faces in the crowd. Jesus' family was also there. His mother, his aunt, his cousins. We know that there were three, at least three Marys. They did not have originality in naming names. At least three Marys in the family right there. Uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary Magdalene. Mary, the mother of Clopas. Uh, there's a fourth woman uh, that uh, another gospel shares. Jesus, uh, the sister of Jesus' mother uh, was Salome. Uh, and her son's names were James and John. And if that's true, then he's there with his aunt and, and, and his first cousins. Uh, so Mary had her sister there. It's, it's all very confusing. Just know that it was a family gathering that was there. But not, not his disciples. They weren't there at the crucifixion, except for one, John. Just to reiterate, the only disciple who remained loyal to Jesus was with him when, when, when he was being crucified was John, his first cousin. So real quick, we're going to focus on Mary for a moment. And we'll focus on John, and then I just want to bring this together with Jesus' last words to, to his mother. First Mary. Mary was the only person who was with Jesus from the beginning to the end. You, 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 remember, you remember at Christmas time, we talk about that story of the angel came to Mary and says, lo and behold, you will be with child. Mary might have been the first one to believe that Jesus is the son of God. When an angel shows up, you kind of believe the angel. And she's also here at the end. But she's sprinkled throughout scripture as well. Um. Uh, Later on in the temple, dedicating Jesus to God, uh, there's an old man by the name of Simeon who came up and, and told her almost a weird prophecy. You're, a sword will pierce your soul and, and the hearts of many will be revealed. And it says Mary pondered on these things. You would too if someone says a sword's coming. You, I would ponder a little bit. And here at the end of the life, she understands. Simeon, at, when Jesus was eight days old, kind of gave the idea that it would be a murderous end. Uh, where else is Mary in the Gospels? You see her uh, when Jesus is about 12, 13 years old. They go to the temple in Jerusalem, and on the way home, they, they figure out that he's not with them, so they have to travel back. It takes a whole three-day uh, thing. And I could, just, I could just see her grabbing you know, Jesus by the ear. I don't care if you're the Son of God, but when I say come home, come home, and, and off she goes. And here's Mary at the foot of the cross. Man, I, I can't imagine. I just can't imagine the gut-wrenching, agonizing experience this could have been. It's to see your son face this kind of end. The sword that pierced his side could have been, well, the sword that pierced her side for, for all it felt. The nails that pierced her hand, the, his hands could have been the nails that pierced her hands. Because isn't that true, moms? Don't you feel the pain and the joy of your kids? I had a parent that used to say, I could have a good day or a bad day, and it's got nothing to do with me. But when my kid comes home and they had a bad day, my heart just aches. And if they have a great day, then I celebrate. I can't imagine what, Mary, what uh, Mary's going through in this time. <laughs> uh, we lift her up as a model of motherhood. Every kid needs a great mom. Um, I'm blessed to have a great mom, to be married to a great mom. And grandmas, I better throw in grandmas in case they're watching. Grandmas, we love you too. Any grandmas out there? Any grandma? Do you like your grandkids? Yeah. Do you like giving them back? Yeah. yeah. 
Book of Proverbs says this, a fine mother is more valuable than jewels. Good one. One of the last acts of Jesus was to care for his mother by entrusting her future. She couldn't get a job. She was on the, on the care of family uh, to his best friend and cousin, John. So who's John? The disciple who Jesus loved. That's what it says in the Gospel of John. Uh, the disciple who Jesus loved. It, it is interesting that John, who wrote the Gospel of John, writes, I was his favorite. So, I don't know. You are blessed if you have a very best friend, a person whom you are closer to than, than any other. Jesus had such a best friend, and his name was, was John, writer of the fourth gospel. What do we know about John? We know that he had a brother, James, that they were in the fishing business, the first disciples. We also hear that James and John had a nickname. They called uh, hot tempers. Uh, they, they were called the sons of thunder. Sounds like a cool name, but it was not out of love and joy that they were given this name. If your parents give you the sons of thunder name, it's... You're a little rambunctious, a little hot-headed. But out of, out of this hot-headedness, Jesus came, changed lives, and now he's, he's known as the one who writes the gospel of love. Matthew, Mark, Luke tell really about the story of Jesus, what he did, this, he did this, he did that, he did this, he did that. And John really just shares not a lot of that, but most of the red letters that you find in the Bible are in John. This is what Jesus said. This is what he calls us to do. Calls us to love. So we find this John at the foot of the cross. All the other disciples ran away. So either John was more courageous, could have been, or he loved Jesus more, could have been. Or if he's the first cousin and his parents are there, you know, maybe they drug him there like, you know, your, your cousin's being crucified today. We have to go love and support him. And so that, maybe that's what brought him there. I like to think it's love, though. And Jesus said to his best friend, John, who was with him at the end, take care of my mom. And John did. John took Mary into his own home and cared for him in that, from that day on. We learned that best friends stick with you through thick and through thin. You want to know who your best friend is? Who's with you at that low point in your life? Keep them. Treasure them. In the midst of excruciating pain and against all the hecklers, there were still two people still sending their encouragement to Jesus. And Jesus was thinking of the two people who loved him most during his earthly life, his mom and his best friend. And he, and he asked, he didn't pay attention to the hecklers, but he, he paid attention to the people who loved him. Love each other. And, and tradition says they did. Uh, after all this story was done, John took Mary and they went to go live in the city of Ephesus, uh, Macedonia slash Greece. Uh, we get the book of Ephesians out of there. But John and Mary went to live there. There are temples still to this day that have the name John and, on, and Mary. They cared for each other until their dying days. So what do we learn from these words? What do I want you to walk away with today? Hanging from the cross at Golgotha with two thieves on either side and hecklers in the crowd. Jesus was also surrounded by the love of two people who loved him most here on earth, his mom and his best friend. I know life can be tough. I know there are days that you might not want to wake up because so-and-so is in your world. Life's challenging. We all have our issues. We all have our hecklers. And there are days that we feel this big. But there are friendly faces in your crowd. Focus on them. There are people that love you. Focus on them. And in his last act of compassion, he focused on their needs and asked them to take care of each other in these times. May we simply take care of each other as well, focusing on one another. Someone out there loves you. Remember that when the hecklers come.
And the family of God said, Amen. As we come to our time of offertory, a word of thanks to those who participate in the giving to this church. You don't give to the church per se, but you give to the ministry needs of of people in our community, people who need food, people who need clothing, people who need a little bit of love. We appreciate your gifts in this ministry. As willing, let's stand and sing our closing song, Raise a Hallelujah. Hope will arise. Death is defeated. The king.
All the time. Thank you to the worship team for all the music, for Pastor Jen and everyone else, for the upstairs team uh, making this happen, to our online guests. Uh, thank you so much. And to all of you, blessings and blessings of blessings upon you this week. Uh, going back to that song real fast. So when the Bible is translated in all the languages that it's translated, every word gets translated to its original, uh, to, the, to, to, the, to the language that they're going to, except for two, two words. Amen. Amen stays Amen. Amen is Hebrew for so be it, like whatever we just prayed, may it happen, so be it, amen. And the other word, if you had to guess, because I'm bringing it up, is hallelujah, hallelujah, Hebrew, Hebrew, and this, this is kind of a loosey-goosey translation. Hallelujah means woohoo. There's, there's no other word that goes with that. Uh, so uh, I raise a hallelujah. Let me hear you sing Hallelujah. Let me hear you say hallelujah. hallelujah. One more time. Hallelujah. And translate it. Woohoo! Go in peace. <laughs>